hey, I'm not going to say to you that letterbox drops is your strategy, right? But what I am going to say to you is that letterbox drops is part of your strategy and that the way it works is that you've got open homes as one form of getting listings. You've got live streams of market wrap as another way. You've got letterbox drops as another way. You might have banner ads on realestate.com or domain as another way. You might have the work that you do on Rate My Agent as another way. You might actually have a sponsorship that you do in your local community as another way. Um, you might actually have a lead magnet that generates you leads, and I'm not going to spend my time talking about it because I have covered that in the past and it's in the gym as another method. You might be exceptional at getting vendor paid advertising, which means that you've always got attraction and you're always on the shopping list because you've got the best marketed properties. As another way, as Ann Moll says, that these techniques, methodologies work in combination, not in isolation. And by the way, while I remember, Real estate gym members, I'm letting you know there are two courses that are dropping into the gym very, very soon. One is 29 ways to get listings and the other one is the ultimate listing presentation. So these are structured, modulated programs that are going to drop in. So look out for those. Of course, we're going to have an email coming out. And I also want to remind everyone the Real Estate Gym app is in its final stages for completion and then will be released. And I've got to tell you, so happy with it. Susan and I have seen the speed and the ease of using the app. So, so looking forward to it. But guys and girls, do not underestimate the power of drops. David Ding, a client of mine in New Zealand, uses them consistently weekly. Stuart Bourne, Rain and Horn Lane Cove, every week. So the secret is that they're done consistently. They're done consistently and that what they do is that they complement what you're doing. Now, on technology, I want to touch on that a little bit because someone said to me the other day, you know, hey, listen, technology does not guarantee that you'll have success in real estate. And I agree 100%. Technology will not, technology will not guarantee you success in real estate, but the absence of technology is going to mean that it's really hard in 2021 to be successful. So in tonight's rant, I'm going to cover some of the things that I think you need to be doing on video at the moment. And for me, there are, you know, let's cover seven videos here. Let's cover seven videos here that I think you need to be doing. And Tanay told me off air just before coming online, he's already started his. And video number one, video number one I'd love you to be doing is the video that basically says you feel that the market may be at its peak. So it'll sound like this. Hi, everyone. It's Tom Panos here from XY Real Estate. I'm letting you know at the moment, I am getting a little bit concerned that we may be close to the peak of the market. In fact, I've noticed that buyer energy has eased off a little bit. That means that if you are thinking of selling, you don't want to miss, you don't want to miss the heat of the market. So what I'm suggesting to anyone who had the thought in the head of coming on the market Come on the market now. We know we've got a decent buyer pool, but that buyer pool is getting smaller and smaller. Even Josh Tesselin, I was at his function tonight, turned 26, and um, um, he even said to me, in a matter of one week, he has seen 
buyer inspections halve at his open for inspections. So let's be clear, we're not seeing prices dramatically decrease yet because we know that there is a lag. There's a lag. What people are saying, oh yeah, but we're still getting great prices. Of course you'll get great prices because even if you have half the buyers that disappear, you've still got the other half buyers to work with, right? So you're not going to end up getting bad prices now. But what you're going to see is as buyers start to dwindle off and we move into back a normal market and to the people that contact me saying, Tom, why are you talking like that about the marketplace? Because I tell the truth. And by the way, if you've got any brains in your head, you'll begin to realize in real estate, we make money out of a high turnover market. We care about, about stuff turning over, right? We don't care about a marketplace that is heavily, heavily, heavily aligned towards the seller because then you don't have a lot of stock. Don't you understand the way real estate works? It's an equation between buyers and sellers, the demand and between a buyer and seller. And when we've got a high absorption rate and everything is being sold, we simply don't have enough stock. Now we're going to start seeing more stock coming to the market and we're going to be able to actually make more money. So to the people that are getting upset saying, Tom, why did you say that post that maybe the heat of the market's coming out? Because ultimately it's the truth, number one. And number two, wake up to yourself. We want turnover. We want to sell property. We don't want to be just be getting these record prices because there's no stock on the market. And by the way, when we have a more balanced market, it's better because good real estate agents can prove their value at a listing presentation and you can get a higher fee because when you've got a booming market, even the worst agents the ones that have got low skill, what do they do? They go in, they cut the fee, they get the listing, and then the market sells the property, not the agent. But when the marketplace changes, and all of a sudden, you've got to price property properly, you've got to do good vendor management, you've got to put a deal together because the market's not going to do it, you've got to put the deal together, that's when you can say, hey, I'm worth 2.5%. Pay me that fee because vendors all of a sudden need someone that knows how to do the job. So video number one I want you to do is that one. Hey, get your property on the market because you want to be selling in isolation, not in competition. Now's the time to do it. The second video that you should be doing once a month is called How's the Market? Think about it. If we clearly know that when you're out getting a coffee, everyone comes up and says, Hey, Tommy, how's the market? How's the market? It is the most common thing I've been asked for 35 years in real estate. How's the market? How's the market, Tommy? At the cafe, at lunch, as you walk in the street. How's the market? Why don't you create the video each month? How's the market, right? Very simple, easy topic. How's the market? Every month, do a video, how's the market? I know many of you are doing a weekly wrap on a Saturday, but why wouldn't you add a monthly video, how's the market? And what do you cover in that video? What happened in the month? Go to CoreLogic RP Data or PriceFinder or any of the data companies, come up with three minutes of data and then do the segment, how's the market? 
That's your second video you need to be doing. By the way, I do a video, as you can tell, it's the Sunday Night Rant, and it's done every week. And guess what? Some Sunday nights, I don't want to do it, but I realize that if I don't, I'm actually lowering my standards, and it might not seem much, but when you lower your standards, you're psychologically saying to yourself, I'm moving from a must, and it's just becoming a should. And I've got to say to you, never do that. Never in your own brain go down a level on your standards. And I'm also going to say to you, it's probably the number one lead generation method for me in my business. Now, at the moment, I'm going to tell you, I'm getting 30 to 50 inquiries per week for people to book me to do auctions. I'm getting vendors. I'm getting agents. And it's all to do with the fact that I'm just pushing video content more than ever and pushing live video content. And that's when I get my stats every week, guess what? The gap between me and other people in my sector. Look, you could add every real estate trainer together and multiply their accumulation of their audience and engagement together, multiplied by five, and I still have more engagement, right? And the reason why is I'm obsessed with video. I'm obsessed with live stream video, but I'm obsessed with solving problems, producing content that helps the people that follow me have better lives, both at work and at home. And what you need to do is to ensure that when you're producing video, you never produce video that does anything else but help you get a listing, get a sale, or build your brand. That's it. That's why you produce video. I'll say it. Every time you pick up your phone and you're about to post something, think to yourself, will this video help me get a listing, help me make a sale, or help me build my personal brand? The next thing I want you to understand is, don't do what I do. I post content for real estate agents. You should be posting content for buyers and sellers and your local community. That's your audience. I make a living out of working with agents. You make a living with working within your marketplace, right? So the second video, sorry, the first video is we need a video to rush people onto the market because we know that the market is changing a little bit. The second video we need is how's the market video. The third video we need you to do is a video like this. The seven biggest mistakes sellers make. That's a good video for you to shoot. Or if you're working in a first home buyer market, the five biggest mistakes first home buyers make. That's your next video. I'm going to give you that option to do either the seven biggest mistakes sellers make or the five biggest mistakes first home buyers make. The next video I'd like you to produce is the video that says, if you're not planning to sell, watch this. These are the things that you need to do to be getting your home up to standard in the area. 
So you're going to produce content for people that aren't necessarily coming on the market now. What you're going to say is, here are the things that matter in homes in our area. These are the things that matter. So produce a video that is educating owners in your area what they've got to do to get their homes up to standard. Bang! The next video that you should do. Let's move on. Next video. Video number five is a video that is talking about your effective business unit, if you have one. Hey, it's Tom Panos here. I'd like to introduce you to my team. This is Sally. She is someone that does a lot of my administration. What she does is make sure that all the dots on the eyes are there and all the T's are crosses and that we make sure that there's never ever a mistake with the way your marketing is executed. I also want to introduce you to John. John is someone that manages my buyers. And what you do is give people an idea of what your effective business, what your team is, and then maybe talk about the advantages of having a team versus an individual, right? So that's another good video to do. And then the last video that I'd love you to do, the last video I'd love you to do. Actually, let me give you a couple more. Why won't you go and interview all the local school principals. Don't you think everyone in your marketplace that's got a family cares about education? Why wouldn't you go off and interview local school principals and say, let's meet the principal of XY school, right? So you start being the source of information in your community. That's a great idea because we know that education and schooling is a big thing with parents. So let's move on to two other more videos that you should be doing. I have a buyer video. I have a buyer video. So what you should do is shoot a video and say, hey, Tom Panos here from XY Real Estate. I have a buyer who's got 900 to spend. They wanna buy before the end of April. They need a four bedroom home. They need something that they can move straight in. They don't want to do any renovating. So if you're tempted in seeing what this buyer is going to pay, why don't you just call me? My number is 0419-917-blah-blah-blah. My number is also in the comments below. And I'll come in, I'll look at your property, and I'll go speak to them and see what they'll say. Now, a lot of people turn around and say, but Tom, hey, we don't have that many people following us on social media. That's where the strategy of having the database uploaded onto the back of Facebook works effectively because you can actually reach thousands of people. And if you're in the real estate gym, just go into the gym, go into the search box, upload database into Facebook, killer strategy. And then the last one is, hey, I've just sold this property. This is the last video. I've just sold this property behind me, number 47 Kingston Street. It has now got a new buyer and a new owner, but I do have a very sad, emotional person that's missed out. They have unconditional finance to 1.5. I would love to show them something else. 
If you've got that something else, call me. We might have a very, very quiet sale without too many people knowing and they buy your property. They're the sort of, yes, they are a little bit ethical bribes. So they're the videos. Now, I also want to spend a little bit of time just before we leave today, dispelling some of the myths about prospecting, some of the myths about prospecting. And I'm going to go through five of the biggest myths I hear from agents with prospecting. Number one is this. It's called, it's one and done. Done once and done. So another word for this is spraying and praying. This is where an agent makes a bunch of calls every few months out of desperation because they've got no stock and they've listened to a podcast and they think, shit, I'll just give it a go. This is what I call by one and done. Nothing is happening the rest of the time and they just have this brain explosion and do it occasionally. Let me tell you, you're wasting your time. That doesn't work. That spray and pray. The next one is when agents, the next myth is when agents say, Tom, I will only prospect. I will only, let me get rid of those stars. Oops. I will only prospect. I will only prospect when I'm not busy. I got stock now, Tom. I'm busy. I got stock on. I got too much on. I don't have time to prospect. Well, let me tell you, that's the absolute recipe for depression in real estate because that's why you've got people with the yo-yo effect, right? When they're busy, they're not prospecting. Then what actually happens is they sell the stock because they were busy. Then they've got no stock and they've constantly got these GCI going up and down. So that's the next myth about prospecting, that you will prospect when you have time. No, I've said it before. There's a rule called the 30-day rule. And what the 30-day rule says is this, what I do in this 30 days affects the next 90 days. So essentially, it means that you should be prospecting all the time. By the way, whilst I'm talking to you today, let me just show you some of the, I'm, 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 this is just one of the bookshelves. We've got a n- number of bookshelves or places we store our books at home. Let me give you a couple of the books that to me have been timeless classics. This one here, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Amazing book. Picked this up when I was around 20 years of age. And it is just an incredible book of Viktor Frankl's triumph in a remarkable science of humanism. And the look, the guy's in a concentration camp and he's suffering. And it's how he used his brain to survive. And I've got to tell you, this book here is the book if you want to become resilient, if you want to learn techniques, how to suffer, how to keep going when the world's falling apart in front of your eyes, it is an all-time classic. This book here, if you've got any friends, family, or people that you know that are going through cancer, The Cancer Conqueror, the book Mr. John McGrath gave me day one. It is a fantastic book. It is a personal development book. For those that aren't Christians, they're not going to probably enjoy the second half of this book. So it's divided between 
psychology and spirituality. But this book for me was priceless. One of the books that is underpins my coaching methodology is The Tower of Coaching. Wonderful book by the great man Max Landsberg, which uses the technique that I use in coaching, Grow Method, and um, fantastic. A book that first taught me about mindfulness is Full Catastrophe Living. Great book. Anyway, I've said it before, the hand that picks up a book is never the same hand that puts it back down. I wish I could get rid of that. How do I get rid of that? Anyway, so ooh. so guys and girls, let's keep moving on these myths of prospecting, these myths of prospecting, right? And I've got to say to you, oops, there we go. Get that back there. So the myths of prospecting. Um, number three, some agents tell me, Tommy, 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 the best form of prospecting is just having great client service. That's my form of prospecting. Hey, listen, I agree. It's a great strategy. Having raving fans is a great strategy. I agree. Having happy clients is a great strategy for prospecting, but it's not enough. Because if you want to be making 100 sales a year, if you want to be writing over a million dollars a year in fees, you can't rely on just having provided good customer service to 30 clients in a year. You need to create leads. Real estate is all about lead generation. And I've got to say to you, you're a loser if you believe that you don't have to prospect because all you do is provide good customer service. Now, if you've been in real estate for 20 years, you might be able to say to me, Tommy, I don't have to chase at all. I've built a brand. That means I'm a magnet and I am an attraction agent. And I might sort of say, hey, potentially. But for most real estate agents, all I'll say to you is this. Two hours of prospecting a day will change your life. Change your life. The next one is, the next myth is this one. I'm not a born, I'm not a born prospector. I mean, do you seriously think that when the baby comes out after nine months, the person delivering the baby says, hey ma'am, I've got good news. They had a look in their eyes. I reckon that this one's a born fanatical prospector. Prospecting is not a trait you're born with. Prospecting is a skill that can be learned. And by the way, it's not a difficult skill. Let's be very clear. It's not one that requires you to go off and do some university tuition. It's pretty much learning who to call and what to say. That's all it is. Those of you that are in my real estate gym know I cover this topic very, very, very immensely all the time. And I talk about the dialogue and language that you need to be using. And please, 
Don't ring up people that you've done a listing presentation to and say, have you thought about it? Do you want to go with me? Use a better piece of dialogue. And I've got to tell you that dialogue is very simple. If you've done a listing presentation and they haven't, and they haven't come back to you, ring up and say, hey, it's Tom here. I gather you haven't got through that presentation yet. You say that. That takes away the excuses, puts them on the back foot, then allows you the opportunity to say, hey, I want to let you know, I'm coming past tomorrow afternoon anyway. Let's just catch up again for 10, 15 minutes, and I'd love to answer any questions you have. And the reason why you're going to have a better chance with that is that they feel morally obligated that they hadn't called you. So what you're doing is calling them up and using the assumptive approach. So... You're not a born prospector. It is not rocket science. You become one. Remember that. You become one. And then number five is this. People say to me, Tommy, it's all social now. It's all digital now. Prospecting, that's old world. That's for the dinosaurs. So what do we got? We've got these young punks coming around town now saying, Tommy, have a look at my story. It's blowing up. I've had 3,000 people look at it. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Having someone in Fiji that owns a pottery shop that seems to look at your story ain't going to get you a listing in Carlton. Do you understand that concept? Man, these people, Tommy, it's blowing up. It's going viral. Guys and girls, I'm telling you straight, being famous on Instagram is like being rich in Monopoly. Cut the crap. At the end of the day, you want to build a relationship with people that own real estate in your area and you want to serve them. And your commission that you make is the reward for good servicing. Guys and girls, wake up to yourself. Hey, there's Nicola Byrne, I just remembered. Eric, don't forget, guys and girls, we're shooting a video this week. Eric, by the way, do you know Eric is way ahead year to date on number of people that have bought tickets? Man, I was worried about this Eric this year, thinking, man, who's going to travel? We've had the COVID. It appears that people want to be with other people. This, my friends, is going to be the biggest Eric. We're talking about nearly double the amount of tickets sold. Same time two years ago. Last year, it wasn't on. So guys and girls, I'm pumped. I'm looking for it. It's only seven weeks to go. Anyway, guys and girls, this thing about digital. Listen, digital is marketing. Amit, Amit's just come on. I just saw Amit. Amit was with me at Josh Tesselin's birthday. What a story. What a story. So proud of this gym member. In seven months, has ridden a million dollars. Three, four years ago, this guy here was working as a security guard, right? Before that, as a chef. He's come in, family guy, clean living, works out six, seven times a week, and goes off and sit, gets serious. McGrath, Parramatta, follow this guy. In fact, Amit, we're going to do the video in the next fortnight. Lisa Novak's on this video. She's speaking at Eric. Uh, Matty Pilios, he's speaking at Eric, right? Earl McPherson, she's speaking at Eric. Gary V speaking at Eric. 
guys and girls, anyway, pumped about it. Let's just keep let's just keep finishing off on this topic on prospecting. Couple of things. Number one, with prospecting, you're not born, you become it. Number two, yes, digital media, mate, all it is is media. Social media is another form of media. You still gotta have conversations with people, right? And you still gotta be prospecting. Next thing is you gotta change your attitude because prospecting is an attitude. It's a choice thing, right? The next thing is accept it. You're gonna interrupt people. Some people are gonna be rude. People don't generally tell you to F off. They don't tell you to F off. But even if they did, why would you personalize it? They don't even know you, right? Why would you personalize it, right? I've got to say to you, factor in that some people are not going to be nice to you. Hey, every Saturday, I get some bad looks from people. You know, they don't like us dressed up on a Saturday. They know we're in the real estate world. But hey, here's the deal. Not everyone has to like you and you don't have to care. Get it? Next thing is learn the scripts, learn the dialogues. Why? Because you've got to know what to say. You can't just be calling people up and saying, just ringing up to see whether you're ready to sell. I'm just calling to check in and touch base. How's the family? How's the little dog going? Hey, listen, that's all good, that small talk. But I'm telling you, you've got to make sure you've got strong value propositions in every of your call. You've got to have a strong purpose, giving them information, right? And the last thing is, you need to understand, you need to understand this. Unless you've got a clearly defined list of people that you're going to call, you might be sitting there staring at your computer saying, where do I start? Who do I call? Half the battle in real estate is to strategically work out, these are the people I'm calling today. And this is what I'm going to say. Now, you might choose to say, I'll do expired listing calls on Wednesday. I'll do open house calls on Monday. I'll do... um, 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 to let by calls, this is people that have got a property for rent that they can't sell, I'll do those on Tuesday. They're a good source of listings, by the way, because the rental market hasn't been great. Sales market's been pretty good. They're not a bad kind of people to call. And what would I say? Hey, Tom Panos here from XY Real Estate. I notice you're up for rent. You've been up for rent for two weeks. How open-minded would you be for me to sit with you for five minutes and describe a person that I've got that might buy your home at a number that's going to actually knock you off your feet. It's going to take five minutes. How's Tuesday or Wednesday? Bang, that's it. Make it easy for people to say yes. Anyway, guys and girls, it is nine o'clock. I've gone for 32 minutes. We did video. We did prospecting. want to remind you all that um, we've got two new courses popping into the gym, the listing presentation course and 29 ways to get listings course. Real Estate Gym app is coming. Gang signing off and remember, be you. Everyone else is taken.